After all the excitement that surrounded Wednesday's win over the Brewers, the Cardinals come out on Thursday night and lay another egg against the Reds. We'll recap the lack of offense in this one and highlight a few guys that are really struggling recently. Preview the rest of this weekend, which includes four games in three days, and we've got our mailbag segment this week where I'll answer your questions. All on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinal fans. I'm J.D. Haffron. I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. I'm also your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, also on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, after a wonderful and historic night at Bush Stadium on a Wednesday that ended with Wainwright and Yachty breaking a record. Albert Pujols joining Babe Ruth and Hank Aaron as the only players with 2,200 or more RBIs and a Cardinals victory over reigning NL Cy Young Award winner Corbin Burns and the Brewers. The Cardinals' momentum came to a screeching halt last night at the hands of the Cincinnati Reds out of all people. The Reds have not been a good team this season, people, and their management didn't pretend that they were going to be. They let Nick Castellanos go to Philly through free agency. Right after the lockout ended, they traded their all-star left fielder, Jesse Winker. They got rid of third baseman, A. Eugenio Suarez, trading both of them to Seattle. They shipped starting pitcher, Sonny Gray, to Minnesota. They moved left, left-handed reliever, Amir Garrett, to the Royals. Then they struggled, as was expected for most of the season. Reigning AL Rookie of the Year winner, Jonathan India, has been banged up, constantly hurt. Despite a resurgent year last year, Joey Votto, had a very rough year this year. He's out for the season already with a shoulder injury. Their up-and-coming catcher, Tyler Stevenson, he got hurt against the Cardinals, busted up his clavicle, out for most of the season. Trade deadline. They moved Luis Castillo, arguably their best pitcher. Tyler Malley, another one of their good pitchers. Brandon Drury, who was arguably their best hitter at the time. So they don't have a lot of guys to make this team all that competitive here in September. They also come into the series on a six-game losing streak, having lost two to the Brewers and then getting swept in a four-game series at home by the Pittsburgh Pirates. So the Cardinals had all of the reasons in the world to come out and just kick the Reds in the face. And they lay an egg the size of the arch. Huge. Miles Michaelis on the bump looking to rebound from his last outing in Pittsburgh where he he went just five innings, allowing four runs and eight hits. He took the loss, and he's opposed by Chase Anderson, who until last month was toiling away as a relief pitcher in AAA. Another reason to feast. They clobbered this guy in Cincinnati back in August, not once but twice. But things change almost every game in baseball, and uh, tonight, or last night, I should say, uh, Chase Anderson and his nine ERA. Comes out throwing darts 
that somehow the Cardinals cannot figure out and the Reds start playing defense like they're the 2021 Cardinals making gold glove plays all over the place. They got outfielders diving. They're picking everything. They're throwing people out at the plate. It was crazy last night. I don't know what the hell I was watching. Top of the second, Michaelis gets stung by the long ball as former number two overall pick in 2016 and underachieving center fielder Nick Senzel works a full count on Miles, who then just lays a fastball right in his wheelhouse. So Senzel mashes it 421 feet to left field, only his fifth home run of the season, but it gives the Reds the lead. And once again, the Cardinals are down first. And this keeps happening over and over and over, and I'm so sick of having to bring it up and pointing it out, but it's not a great recipe for success to keep having to come from behind like they do almost every single game. It's exhausting. It's just like, it's frustrating. Like you can tell, I'm, I'm getting upset about these things because this team is better than this, and they're not playing the way I expect them to play right now or how they should be expecting themselves to play right now. Top of the third, you get a leadoff walk to Austin Romine. I'll repeat that. A leadoff walk to Austin Romine. And this is after you had him 0-2. You can't do that. You cannot walk Austin Romine ever. Ever. He's hitting 188 for God's sake. Then he gives up a double to TJ Friedel. Then you walk India. Bases are loaded. Nobody out. You get Farmer on a line out to right, but then you hang a first pitch curveball that you're lucky stayed in the ballpark. Fly out to right field makes it two to nothing. Uh, Jake Fraley on that fly ball, by the way, who I like as a ball player, by the way. Uh, the Cardinals finally got something going off of perennial Cy Young Award contender Chase Anderson in the fourth inning when with one out, he walks Newt Bar. Then he hits Donovan. Edmund pops out, but then Goldie doubles down the line in left field, scoring one, but the Cardinals get aggressive. They try to get Donovan all the way around from first base, and he gets gunned down on a, a, a give credit to the Reds there, perfect relay. Scores two to one. I, I don't mind the aggressiveness. I really don't. I mean, he was barely out. It took a perfect relay relay by, by the Cincinnati Reds, who again, where the hell does defense come from? All of a sudden, the Reds are just amazing out in the field top of six with uh two out michaelis hangs a first pitch curveball to aristides aquino who says thank you very much hits at 411 feet over the wall in left field that makes it three to one that's now seven home runs that the reds have hit off michaelis this year seven 24 home runs now given up by michaelis this season which ties him for the fifth most in all of major league baseball it's got to get the ball down. That long ball is just killing him now. Miles' final line on uh, Thursday night, six innings, three runs, five hits, two home runs, three walks, three strikeouts. The three walks stands out because that's not Miles' game. It's weird that he had three of them. Um, but normally that should be good enough against the Reds, but the bats, nowhere to be found. I mean, Michael has given up three runs. It's not a lot, <laughs> okay? Three is not that bad even though he didn't have his good stuff again today. You should be able to win with three runs at home against the Cincinnati Reds, and you didn't. The bats are silent. In fact, the Cardinals don't get a hit after Goldie's double in the fourth. They don't get one until the ninth inning. Donovan leads off with a single. Edmund walks. Goldie falls behind 0-2, pops out to shallow center field. Arenado then uh, bloops one to center, loading the bases for Albert Pujols, and yes, the crowd rises in anticipation. 
of something special. This could be a home run, a double, single, anything like that. Albert, he's all jacked up for this particular bat, and he takes a vicious cut at the very first pitch. Unfortunately, it is a foot outside. Strike one. Tried to ambush the fastball. Got a breaking ball instead and looked kind of silly on that one, but that's okay. I understand what he was trying to do there. He was hoping that he was going to get that heat right down the middle and he was going to launch it over to Ballpark Village, but it didn't happen. Next one is a fastball over the plate. Drives it to right field. Hits it well, but not enough for a dinger, but enough to score a run, making it 3-2. to two. But Corey Dickerson comes up next. Ben hitting for O'Neal. Grounds out into the game. 3-2 to two Reds. So no home runs by Albert. Still at 697. No win for the Cardinals. And the Reds snap their six-game losing streak. Awesome. Uh, in the grand in the grand scheme of things, um, it's really not a big deal, and I, I probably shouldn't be as frustrated as I am. But come on, guys, you're telling me the staff of Chase Anderson, Ian Jibbo, or Jibo—I don't even know how to say his name—and Buck Farmer held you to one hit. Those are the guys. Brings up the Harry Doyle. That's all they got. One god dang hit. Of course, he doesn't say dang. He says the other D word, but you know where I'm going with that. There are certainly some Cardinals hitters who have uh, been struggling recently. Uh, for the most part, the hitters have been good this year, but uh, been a bad stretch recently. We're going to go uh, through some of these names, discuss them next. Plus, uh, we still got our mailbag segment to get to in today's episode, so stay with us here on Locked on Cardinals. Now, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You can find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sports, wagering information, including live betting, uh, esports, scores. They got it all for you. Live betting. I don't know what batting is. See, I'm still frazzled <laughs> by losing to the Reds last night. And here's the thing, too. I live with a Cincinnati Reds fan. My wife is a Reds fan, so I got to hear about it, which makes it even worse. Back to BetOnline. I'm sorry. Uh, continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today, or you can use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Uh, week two of the NFL season got started last night. Chiefs came from behind to beat the Chargers 27-24. Dude, that was another maddening game last night. The Chargers just had to throw a TD with a little over a minute to go to blow the spread. They're up 27 to 17. Herbert, with what appeared like, looked like he had busted ribs or something, comes back in the game, drives the team down, and throws a TD pass on fourth down, no less. Spread was, I think it ended at four. Brings the Chargers within three. So, in my advice to take the Chiefs, dies with a minute left last night. But hey, that's the fun of it all. You know, when it comes to betting, that's the fun of it all, because I wouldn't have been that invested into that game had I not had some money on the line. And you can, too. So enjoy it. Bet online where the game starts. So uh, clearly the offense has had some issues lately, and I'm not bringing these guys up to call them out. Anything like that. I'm just providing information to you that I found rather alarming when I was going through the numbers here. So let's start off with Lars Newtbar. Now we love Newt. We get to say things like Newt at the ball games. Everybody loves him. Got a lot of energy. It's good. 
defense has been solid. He's been able to draw a lot of walks for the most part this season, but in his last 102 plate appearances, he's got just 17 hits, and he's hitting 202. And in his last 41 plate appearances, he's hitting 88, not even 100, 88. Something's got to be done there. Tyler O'Neill. You know I love Tyler O'Neill. I have a man crush on Tyler Bro Neal. So much talent, speed, power, defense. Last 103 plate appearances, though, he's hitting 216. That's not good. Paul Goldschmidt. Paul Goldschmidt, an amazing season. Triple crown contending this season. Hitting just 238 in his last 50 plate appearances. He's looked like a different guy the last couple of weeks. Like he's just not seeing the ball well. Danny Mack even made a, a said something about made a statement last night while he was uh, at bat that he's like, oh, you know, I like Paul's at bats from yesterday. It looks like he's starting to get back to it, but he's been struggling. I'm just being honest. Uh, Nolan Arenado, MVP caliber season as well. His last 48 appearances at the plate, he's hitting 200. Player of the month in August. Last two weeks, nothing. Alec Burleson. Since getting called up, hitting 133. Albert Pujols. I'm, I'm telling you, nobody's safe from uh, on this particular segment. Last 39 plate appearances for Albert, hitting 229. 229 is not going to get it done. Need more than that out of the DH spot. And I do think Albert is pressing a little bit. I mean, he's got to be. Look at all the pressure on him. Every single at bat, the whole stadium rises and everybody's phones are in his face. Got to feel it. I get it. Uh, Nolan Gorman is, is is alive somewhere. Has hardly sniffed the field recently. He's hitting 164 over the last month. Probably a good reason not to play him. Paul DeYoung. Paul DeYoung comes in to play defense now. Hardly plays anymore other than that, and that's because he's hitting a whopping 77 over the last 46 plate appearances. It's been bad, guys. And it needs to get turned around soon because there are only 18 games left in this regular season. And if you go into the playoffs, swinging the lumber like this, you are not going to be there very long. Three runs by Michaelis against the Reds should be plenty. And it wasn't. You lost three to two last night. You've got four more against the Reds coming up in the next three days. So for their sake, I hope that they can get it rolling again because, um, not going to win a lot of games sitting like this. Uh, tonight, you have Jack Flaherty on the mound, and I've got my fingers crossed that he can come out throwing strikes. It's what I always worry about with Jack Flaherty. I, I, I'm not so worried about him getting hurt. I'm more worried about him just being able to throw strikes. Most frustrating part about watching Jack. Um, I want him to throw strikes. I want him to get ahead of the Reds hitters tonight. Kind of be the ace the team needs down the stretch when you've got Wayno still trying to figure things out. And you've got Michael is struggling a little bit. Somebody's got to step up. Montgomery can't win every game. Quintana's been excellent. Jack, I need you to step up tonight, dude. Uh, Saturday is the doubleheader, and Dakota Hudson is supposed to start one of those games. 12-15 and 6-15 start times, and then Sunday it's a 1-15 start. Jordan Montgomery will be in there somewhere, as well as Quintana, I would assume. I, I would think Jordan would throw one of the two games on Saturday and then Quintana on Sunday. But when I was going to the pitching probables and matchups, they had Jordan Montgomery throwing Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> so I don't, 
<laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Uh, update on Steven Matz, by the way. Needed just nine pitches to complete a scoreless inning for Memphis uh, on Thursday night. He is expected to be activated by the Cardinals next week. Dylan Carlson will begin what is expected to be a short rehab assignment on uh, Friday night, so tonight. Uh, we're going to get into our mailbag segment next right here on Locked on Cardinals. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to calm down for a moment and answer your questions. Uh, first, I want to say thank you to those of you who submitted questions over the weeks. So, um, that's really cool of you. You guys can always hit me up on Twitter at LO underscore is the uh, Locked on Cardinals Twitter account. So we could use more followers on there. I don't know what's going on there. We need more followers on that account. Uh, at JD Sports Radio, you can follow me there too. Ask me questions. Uh, YouTube in the comments throughout the week on every video. Drop a comment. I'll get to it. Uh, I try to go through and answer as many as I can on those platforms. But I also like to save a few for Friday so we can do this little segment. And um, they don't always have to be about the Cardinals, but tonight's uh, actually is. So let's get into this first one. Uh, do you think the catching situation will be addressed in the offseason? Would the Cardinals go after... Wilson Contreras in free agency. Uh, we've talked a lot about this since the trade deadline. If I'm the Cardinals, there is no way I feel comfortable going into next season with Kisner and Herrera as my top two options. There's no way I'm doing that. Uh, Herrera's just 22. He's hitting 280 at Memphis while he was there. Uh, or, I mean, while he was here, he definitely looked overmatched. Small sample size. He was only up here for a you know, a cup of coffee, 18 at bats, I think. But if I'm Mo, I'm certainly kicking the tires on Contreras just to see what it would take to, to get him here. Uh, somebody might offer him some huge money. You've got JT Real Muto from Phillies making 20 plus million this year. Uh, Yasmani Grandal for the White Sox hit 18 million, I think, something like that. So is Perez in Kansas City. Uh, Yachty made 10 million this year. Contreras was making, I think it was eight. I think he was making eight this year. Um, if you could get him for like four years, 50 million, something like that, I, I think I'd do it. I mean, he provides offense, obviously. He's got 21 home runs this year. Did the same thing last year. Uh, never going to hit for a high average, but 257. It's nothing to sneeze at. He's got an elite arm from behind the plate. Um, defensively, I'll be honest, I'm not totally sure how great he is on defense. 30 years old, so I wouldn't go much more than that for uh, the length of a contract, but I think I could live with four years and 50 million for a guy 30 to 34 years old who's been a three time all star since he got called up in 2016, I think it was. Uh, we've also discussed seeing if Sean Murphy would be available from Oakland, 253 hitter, 18 home runs, gold glove winner. He'd be my preferred choice, honestly, because I think Contreras is going to get a bigger contract from somebody. But I don't want to see Kisner. And like a non-hitting veteran like Austin Romine, like we I don't want to see that combination again like we had earlier in the season. I want someone who's got some who's got some punch at the plate who can hit. Uh, do you genuinely genuinely sorry, words are hard. Do you genuinely see the Cardinals as contenders for the World Series this year? I mean, I do. I think anyone who makes the playoffs can win it. You've seen that with the Cardinals firsthand. Uh, 2006 and 2011, they weren't expected. They weren't like number one seeds. They weren't expected to win anything, but you get in there and you have a shot. Um, they're not going to go far if they keep hitting like this. I'll be honest with you. I also worry about Michaelis wearing down. I said that at the end of August that I was nervous that Michaelis might start to show some cracks because it's been a while since he's had to pitch this much. 
And I wonder if Flaherty will be ready to contribute instead uh, instead of uh, Miles if Michaelis can't turn things around. Uh, as of right now, you got Montgomery and Wayno, clearly your top two pitchers. Quintana's been good, but I mean, I don't think you would go into a playoff series thinking he'd be one of your top three guys, but yeah, I mean, he's been all right. Uh, you've got two MVP caliber players, Goldie and Arenado in the heart of your order. A lot of different pieces in the outfield for matchups. So I think they have a shot. Uh, the Astros, Dodgers, Braves, clearly the top three in my eyes, at least Mets. They've been fading a bit. Uh, DeGrom, He's been really good. Scherzer's been hurt. So if you can get DeGrom and Scherzer back, that's a pretty formidable one-two punch. But I like the Cardinals' chances with the mystique of Albert and Yachty's last season. You know, sometimes it takes something a little more than just what's going on on the field to kind of push people through. And having that part of it, Albert and Yachty hanging them up after this year, you got the mix of vets and youth. The bullpen started to gel pretty nicely for the most part. Helsley's a beast coming out as the closer. It's reasons why they're in first place in the central. All right. Um, got time for one more here. What's your favorite Cardinal moment that you saw in person? Well, recently I saw Albert's 694th home run, which was super cool. Uh, but I talk about this one all the time to friends. My, I think one of the best moments I've seen live was this is taking us back some 1996. All right, let's go back to 1996. My parents and another buddy of mine, Keith Pemberton, KP, as we call him, uh, our parents combined because none of us were rich to buy season tickets this year. So we got to split them. And uh, that year, they just so happened to bring in Tony LaRusso. They uh, signed Ron Gant, Andy Bennis, uh, Gary. No ear flaps on my batting helmet, Guy Eddie. I got a trading card of his somewhere around here that somebody gave me because he's wearing his goofy helmet where he doesn't have any ear flaps on it. So dorky looking now. I mean, it looks like the stuff you get nachos in. <laughs> uh, they traded for Dennis Eckersley, Todd Stottlemyre. Remember him? He was on the team. Uh, that year, they brought back Willie. And uh, it was also my all-time favorite Cardinal, Ozzy Smith's last season. And I remember being at the game that night. This is game four of the NLCS. So uh, Brian Jordan had an awesome year that year. Remember, he was like MVP votes. The team wins the Central. They sweep San Diego in the NLDS. And uh, game four of the NLCS are up in the series on the Atlanta Braves, who were in their Braves heyday at the time when they are awesome. And uh, they're up two games to one on the Braves. And in that game, they're down three to nothing. And our, our seats were in left field. Okay. And uh, they were just, uh, I don't know, like two sections over from the foul pole. And three nothing, seventh inning. There's two outs. And the rookie, Dimitri Young, comes up to the plate, left hander. And I think it was Greg McMichael who was pitching at the time, and Dimitri Young hits a rope, like right to us, like as far as the angle of it. And uh, it's a, a two-run triple to tie the game up at three. And then Brian Jordan hits a solo shot in the top of the eighth inning, and they win the game four to three. I've never been at a baseball game where the crowd was that loud. I've never been there. I've never been to a World Series game, so I don't know what it was like after that because – they were just one game away from going, and then the Braves come back down 3-1 to one and win the next three games. Like, we had the World Series tickets in our hands at home because the season ticket holders, they sent them to you in advance. So we had them. 
and then you got to ship them back <laughs> if they if they don't make it and they didn't make it. It was so disheartening. Stupid Braves. Ah, that was a that was a rough one. But that night, those moments, the Dimitri Young triple, and then the Brian Jordan home run, awesome stuff. So cool. All right. Uh, thank you for everyone who submitted questions. We're out of time already. Sorry. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. As always, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You are the best fans in baseball for a reason. And I'll see you next time right here on Locked On Cardinals. 